Are you an entrepreneur feeling exhausted, stressed, and like your brain is in a fog? Are you ready to reduce stress, boost energy and productivity, and reconnect with your intuition? Then you need to hear this episode. We're talking about overcoming burnout through holistic healing. Get ready to transform your health, happiness, and success. The path to recovery starts now. Welcome to Pivoting Pharmacy with Nutrigenomics, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, a must-have resource for pharmacist entrepreneurs seeking to enhance patient care while enjoying career and life. Join us as we pivot into nutrigenomics using pharmacy and nutrition for true patient-focused care. Explore how to improve chronic conditions rather than just manage them. Celebrate entrepreneurial triumphs and receive priceless advice. Align your values with a career that profoundly impacts patients. Together, we'll raise the script on health and pivot into a brighter future. Before you listen in, I want to thank our listener of the week, The Effortless Life. First of all, I love your handle, The Effortless Life. Don't we all need that? Well, The Effortless Life says, This show is a must-listen for pharmacists. It's packed with in-depth knowledge on ways to expand your practice that goes beyond merely dispensing medications. Tamar is an engaging host with such a refreshing take on what it means to provide true patient-centric care. A heartfelt thank you, The Effortless Life, for this review. It means the world to us. Your appreciation fuels our commitment to creating quality content for our pharmacist community. And on that happy note, let's shift gears. Remember, your reviews not only fuel my motivation, but they also help more healthcare warriors like you discover this treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration. That's right. So when you leave us a five-star review, you just might be our lucky listener of the week. So keep the love coming and get those reviews in. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Pivoting Pharmacy with Nutrigenomics. I'm Dr. Tamar Lawful, Doctor of Pharmacy and Certified Nutritional Genomics Specialist. Today, I'm excited to bring a very special guest to you, Kavita Sahai, a seasoned entrepreneur with over a decade of experience in delivering impactful business and life hacks for entrepreneurs like you, With a deep understanding of business, investment, coaching, and healing, Kavita puts her immense knowledge and expertise to work to help entrepreneurs attain exactly what they aspire to, success without burning out. As a trusted advisor to over 500 startups, her work and agenda extend to creating social impact and touching thousands of lives. Her business, Kesa High, stands as a beacon of hope and inspiration and a testament to her powerful work. Today, Kavita will share her insights on empowering self-care. She believes, and rightly so, that the path to striking work-life balance lies within each one of us. Her wisdom and ancient wellness practices, coupled with her practical experiences, will provide you with not just a perspective shift, but also actionable tools to manage stress, increase productivity while creating a successful business and nurturing your network. So buckle up, pharmacist entrepreneurs, as we dive into this enriching session on self-care with Kavita Sahai. Kavita, thank you for joining us today on Pivoting Pharmacy with Nutrigenomics. You know, let's just kick this off by diving into your story. What exciting journey led you to where you are now? Well, thank you so much for having me. My journey is that of 
I think you could say probably burnout. I thought a long time ago that I wanted to be Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. And so when I saw the movie, I was like, wow, what is that? What is it that he does? And it turned out it was private equity. And so I structured my career, which for women in that time was pretty unusual to be in that sort of finance roles. So I went into mergers and acquisitions for defense and aerospace, then did private equity for technology got my master's and then did it in consumer product turnaround. But through that whole period of time, I think I had a total of 10 home-cooked meals and lived on coffee, just basically lived a very stressed, unhealthy general lifestyle until I hit a wall. And I just had post-its everywhere. I couldn't remember anything. It was just a real bad case of brain fog, as well as not being able to wake up with any type of energy or vibrancy. So I'm young, but yeah, I wake up feeling exhausted. And so at that moment, I really knew that something had to change, especially when I went the medical route and everyone said, well, your blood work is fine. You're great. And I'm like, this is not what great looks like. And so that sort of kicked off my journey into natural healing remedies. Well, thank you for sharing that. And it's so true. It's like some, we can manifest without the lab work being irregular, we'll not have that energy and not everything is picked up in our lab work. So something else is definitely going on. So thank you for sharing your personal experience and where you are now with us. So going through burnout yourself, how do you think the path to recovery differs between someone who's in a standard job role where they clock in and clock out for another company versus somebody who has branched out as an entrepreneur like ourselves? So I think the one thing that being an entrepreneur does, not that I think it's necessarily less stressful because definitely owning your own business can have its share of stress, just like a nine to five job and sometimes even more, but it's the ability to structure. And again, even if you're in a nine to five job, but have an understanding boss, the real difference is now I could pay attention to cycles. Sometimes holidays are a little bit more stressful. I can scale back. I can scale up and down based on what I need and really paying attention to what feels right in the moment for me and honoring that. But I really don't think it was necessarily whether you work for someone or not. I think I just learned a lot of really unhealthy habits in the hustle culture, really believing that you have to hustle all the time in order to make it, whether that's as an entrepreneur or in the corporate world. And the reality is if you are well-rested and vibrant and alive, you're going to be way more productive and you can probably do in three to four hours what you would have otherwise been doing in 12. Well, that's an interesting point that you bring out, especially with recognizing those cycles. So, you know, at certain times of the year, it's going to be expected to be more busier than others. So how do you prepare yourself for that? This, this is what you need to do. Scale back. I like that advice right there. So could you share with us a moment, perhaps when your knowledge in aromatherapy, Ayurveda, yoga, even nutrition kind of intersected with your journey? Yeah. So it was honestly, it was a slow journey. So when I realized that traditional medicine wasn't going to help solve this problem, I started to think back to my roots. And so I'm Indian and my parents and grandparents had always practiced a lifestyle of Ayurveda. And so I started with small things like pausing in the moment and not grabbing my phone, which always had a hundred messages, but just touching the ground and being grateful. And just almost that one moment of pause, I started to feel a little bit better. So it's it's the rule of 2% where you make small 2% changes and all of a sudden you're so much better. And so, so I started to implement more and more things that I remembered, like tongue scraping and dry brushing. And I would just try to do one thing a day for myself that I remembered. And then it led me to think, well, I really want to, as I started to feel much better, 
and start, I, I was like, well, maybe I should also study it. And that's when I went to go get certified in Ayurveda. At the same time, when I was struggling with all these health issues, I met somebody who introduced me to a botanist in my town and she had an apothecary. And when I gave her all of my symptoms, she created some blends for me. And my son at the same time, by the way, was in and out of the hospital for reactive airway. So she made something for him as well. And I want to say within three months, I was completely back to normal. And within six months, he was off prescription meds. So I was sold. (laughs) And that's kind of when I made the shift. And it was like, well, this is amazing. Whatever this crazy oil is, I must know everything about it and bring it to the world, which is exactly what I went on to do. But uh, it wasn't enough. It's like once you know that there's this whole other wellness world out there, you want to keep learning. And that's why I started to learn about nutrition and yoga and, and how do they all fit together. And honestly, the common theme is that the biggest issue people have is stress. And it's the root of most disease and most emotional, physical problems that we see. And so if we can find that root cause and every one of these different modalities come at it a little bit differently, but the point is how do we reduce stress within the day? And and again, if you look at more cyclically, which Ayurveda looks at like different seasons, or even you can look at different moon cycles, or even as a female, your own particular cycle, how do you really structure your day and your life to better serve it so that you have a full cup. Yeah, I like that. I love that. So most of our listeners are not very familiar with Ayurveda. So would you be able to talk a little bit more about that for us? Yeah, absolutely. So Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga, and it's essentially a way to live. It's the science of natural remedies, of natural ways to, you know, even for beauty, it has different scriptures around all of it. And it's it's from the same text in which you get yoga. And it's, it's the Vedic text, essentially, where a lot of this knowledge came from, which is why they say it's a sister science to yoga. But it's small ways that they say that everyone has different types or different doshas. And so based on your dosha, you are going to take care of yourself differently than someone else. And I think that in today's world with social, that's become so very popular. I've also gotten really into human design for the same reason, which it has the same thing. It actually integrates the chakra system from Ayurveda, as well as it takes stuff from the Kabbalah and astrology. And it says, okay, well, we have all different energy centers. And based on your energy center, there's a different way that you should take care of yourself. And I think that's so important because if we're always trying what we see somebody else trying and it doesn't work, it can be really frustrating. But if we can just take a minute to go inwards and say like, okay, what really works for me, my energy type or my dosha, then we can better address it. Yeah, that is almost reminds me of what I do with nutrigenomics as it's so personalized down to the DNA. What works for one person is not necessarily going to work for others because of how we're genetically made. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, with Ayurveda, depending on a season as well, it can impact what you should be eating. Is that correct? correct. That's okay. correct. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. So from your experiences and your passion, they span both from wellness and entrepreneurship. So how do you balance these two? wellness and entrepreneurship to prevent the burnout that you experienced before? Well, for me, I've combined it. So my entrepreneurial journey is to have wellness products. So I have to practice what I preach. A lot of it is I can't tell everyone to be working all the time when we're talking about wellness. And it's really good to ground yourself and and, and make sure you are practicing what you preach. Mm-hmm. But again, it's really paying attention. So I think one of the things that we've gotten away from is our general intuition. Like people wear a watch to be like, did I sleep well? Like, don't you know when you wake up, <laughs> did you get a good night's sleep or not? So getting back to really trusting our intuition of, am I tired today? Do I need to, you know, and, and there's a difference I know between being like, am I tired or lazy? But 
it's really starting to get in tune with what your needs are. And so I've gotten really good at really respecting that, knowing that I never want to be back at that same place of feeling just exhausted and like I couldn't remember anything. Like my brain didn't work. It was the absolute worst feeling. So I think knowing I didn't want to be there again makes me very intentional about how I structure it. And it's not like I spend hours on self-care, right? I'm talking about 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day, but being very intentional about it and taking small breaks to help remind myself to stay in sort of a calm state. Right. So taking those breaks and being intentional is what I'm hearing, right? We have to be intentional with um, what we're doing day to day and how we are taking care of our health. Um, Now, when it comes to the scientific evidence uh, that backs the wisdom that you're sharing with us here, do you have some examples of how that scientific evidence actually supports it in the contents of the products that you've created? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So again, being a numbers person, I was really interested in the science behind it all. Like, why does this work? Why is it? And, you know, with aromatherapy, it's really these powerful molecules. So one drop of essential oil is really one whole pound of plant material. So it's 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 really, really very, very concentrated. But When you inhale them, the scent molecules, they travel into the olfactory nerves and especially impact your emotional center of the brain. And it helps to immediately relax it. And if you do it, for example, if you use aromatherapy and you meditate, but then you just use aromatherapy, that same one throughout the day, it's going to bring you back immediately into that calm state. And there's a ton of scientific evidence around it, but it goes direct into your bloodstream. It goes direct into your olfactory senses, which no other thing will do. So I think part of the problem that I had when I initially had that burnouts. I also, from all the coffee and eating out, had a leaky gut. So none of the supplements were working for me because again, I had a leaky gut, so I couldn't absorb anything. But the essential oils go directly into your bloodstream. And so it bypasses that leaky gut to help you get relief and start the healing process. And so again, it's just one of those really interesting scientific things that I actually never realized before studying, like, why does this work? And this didn't work, you know, and then once I was able to heal my gut, then of course, then the supplements and everything else would was a great support. So the aromatherapy is a good transition modality until we heal that gut. Um, And then we're at the point we can start absorbing those nutrients. Exactly. And then ongoing to just help with stress, because again, it, it all comes down to we're never going to heal or stay away from all of it if we don't control our stress. Yeah, so true. And the fact of the matter is stress is part of life. How we handle it is different <laughs> from person exactly. to person. It's, um, it's how we react. It's like, can we, you know, for me, it's always rolling it on, taking a deep breath and then responding, right? Is there a way, some people count to five. Is there some way to stop us from immediately getting into fight mode? Right. Going from zero to a hundred. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Exactly. So, okay, Vida, you have a passion, right? For helping female entrepreneurs or social entrepreneurs. Now, what self-care advice, especially tailored to the unique challenges that female entrepreneurs are faced, uh, can you provide for us today? So I always advocate that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of your business or your family. And I I think a lot of times female entrepreneurs want to do everything and we want to do it all perfect. And there's this comparison to Pinterest life that I always tell them to shy away from. Like you can have it all, but just not at the same time. So pick your season or your year and then focus on that particular thing that you want to. And then Regardless of what season it is, I think taking five minutes for yourself in the morning to really ground and become intentional about either your day or gratitude, 
whatever your practice might be, that five minutes and then have some little reminder. So whether that's using aromatherapy throughout the day or little even reminders on your iPhone, just again, to put you back in that relaxed state. Yeah. I like that. Just the beginning of the day, five minutes. And that's another way of all, yeah, setting your intention. And it's amazing what a difference that makes doing it first thing in the day, how it, <laughs> how the rest of your day just unfolds it naturally, does. naturally. Thank you for that advice. So what wellness technique do you like to use on a day-to-day to help you navigate uh, your business? From a wellness standpoint, I'm really big in meditation and the use of aromatherapy with it, along with saying affirmations. So it's something I've actually incorporated even into our packaging. There's affirmations that go with it because there's just a lot of connection between smell and the emotional center of your brain. So if you smell it and you say it, you're going to more likely believe it and therefore get into the right energy and vibrational quality to attract it. So that's always been a big part of my daily routine is meditation with aromatherapy and then using it kind of throughout the day. I find it really helps me stay calm and focused. And I will say that when it comes to the oils, quality is really important. So it's really important to check that people are using first press because like, as I mentioned, it takes a pound of material to make one drop. So a lot of times what happens is people are pressing that same thing a couple times. So if you think about it like a tea bag, the first time you steep the tea bag, it's very potent. But the second, third, fourth time, it's going to be a little bit less each time. And so a lot of times when you see all these different prices, you're like, wow, why does lavender cost anywhere from $2 to $200? Well, a lot of times it's the quality. Was it sustainably harvested? Did they press it once or 10 times? Was it organic? So I I just think a lot of that's really important. What we put on our body and our skin, which is our largest organ, is incredibly, incredibly important. So I would just tell people to really make sure that they see what it is and what, what quality they're buying. Thank you. Now you have a variety of products, especially with the skincare line. So you you have the essential oils, but then the other skincare products, are they infused with those oils as well? Yeah. So we have the wellness oils, which is kind of the, the set that helped me and, and sort of has just been the traditional products in the company. And then last year we expanded into face oils because I really felt like there was this need again for one-step skincare because I just don't have time for the 12 steps. But <laughs> We talked also... about that before. All those like, <laughs> get real. We do not have time for 12 steps of skincare. Yeah. I was just like, I just, I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to meditate instead. and she's mental piece and you know it's just not sustainable anyway I feel like everyone ends up with these like tiny bottles of a little little of a bunch of stuff so I wanted to create the one thing and I I've lived all over different countries and I felt like a lot of the women that had I felt had beautiful skin they really just used oil they used oil to cleanse they used oil to moisturize but what's different is the oils in each country are different for the people there and so mother nature is kind of really amazing where the botanicals that are best for you generally come from the land of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of put that into the AI so that it's not just what's your skin type, what's your skin goals, but also where are you from originally? Because a lot of times if we can match the botanicals there, it's going to be a little bit more effective. And is that your customized oil? That is, yeah. I love it. I think that was that's a great idea, Kavita. I'm excited for that. Thank and you. And I also love that you have these roll-ons where we don't necessarily have to have this big blown on routine, right? But you have like the breathe roll on, the de-stress roll on, detox roll on. So you're going through a day, de-stress roll on, just put that on and inhale. And I just love that on the go aromatherapy. (laughs) Yeah, I really wanted to make it for the working entrepreneur who has time to mix the oils to the right amount and blend them properly and, and make sure they're high quality. And I was like, what if it was just super easy 
and fun to look at. <laughs> you could just throw it in your purse and it, it just made it that much easy, like a natural medicine cabinet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for creating those. <laughs> now let's go back to the other practices. You mentioned yoga, the Ayurveda. So how do you believe that these practices could uniquely be beneficial for entrepreneurs, the practice itself? So again, with practice is finding different ways. So I think a lot of times people try meditation or yoga and they're like, it's not for me, but it might've just been that class was not for you. That teacher was not for you. And so I really encourage people to keep looking because yoga is for everyone. (laughs) Meditation is for everyone, but it might not just be in the traditional form. Like meditation can be walking in nature. Yoga can just be mindful breathing with movement. It doesn't have to be a handstand with your legs all twisted up. And so I really encourage people to experiment with the different modalities because they've been working for people for thousands and thousands of years. Like they've really stood the test of time. If they weren't effective, they would have never made it quite so far. And look for different studios and teachers. And and really, when you think about it as a practice, it really is just that you have to just practice a little bit each day and experiment to see what works best for you and your body. Yeah. Thank you for that. When I first learned about yoga, I didn't realize that there were different types. I didn't like the type that you me- I thought there was like you mentioned where I'm twisting my body in all these different positions and I just couldn't do it. So, and I have a lot of knee injuries, so it was very difficult. So that dissuaded me like, oh, I'm not going back. It's not comfortable to go to that yoga class. But now I know that there's different types. So you, you shop around guys and find the one that's for you. Find the instructor that you feel that you connect with that way you will continue going because it is indeed very beneficial for us. Yeah, no, I find that when people find the right, you know, the right class, right, it brings so much happiness. Everyone's like, oh, I'm not happy. I should just do more yoga. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's better than eating chocolate cake. It's more right. healthier. That's right. It's way better. <laughs> or drinking a, drinking a bottle of wine. Just go and do it's some one of those, yoga. It's like a unique thing where it's like your mind, body, and soul all at the same time. It's like, a, it's super efficient. Like we were talking about the 12 steps and one step pre skincare. It's like, yeah. this is the perfect movement, three mm. in one. That's it. It's all you need. All I you love need. that. Now, a little bit more to the um, business side. Let's switch gears a little bit. This will be one of my final questions for you. You've successfully raised funds and built partnerships across many industries. So, Kavita, could you provide maybe a novel or unconventional strategy you used in doing this to that could help entrepreneurs who are looking for partnerships and finances? Yeah. So I just find that it's a numbers game, honestly, and there's no secret sauce to it. You have to show up in the best possible way. It's a marketing exercise. So if you're raising money or looking for a partnership, you're marketing yourself to these people and to these investors. But you also have to reach out very far and wide and listen to the feedback you're getting. So when I was looking to raise capital, I probably every day was reaching out to like 20 people. And sometimes they weren't direct people. Sometimes it was banks asking for investors, trying to just connect and network. And I I find that with partnerships and with raising money and honestly with business in general, building your network, nurturing your network, that really is the number one secret to success. Just have conversations with as many people as you can, help them whenever you can, and you just never know who's going to connect you. Like the woman that actually pivoted me into aromatherapy and these finding this botanist was someone who was selling me insurance. Most people would have ignored her, but I just was like, I recognized that she had hustle. She called me three times. She sent me articles. She thought I would be interested. I was like, you know what? I don't need insurance, but I respect your hustle. I met with her. She introduced me to this botanist who then I ended up being CEO of her company, you know, so huge opportunity for me and all because I really just wanted to help her out is what I thought. So you just never know 
where it's going to go. And and for me, it's always been through my network. It's through nurturing my network, building my network, not always going to meetings just because I think it's going to help me, but just going to actually authentically connect with another person. And maybe I can help them. Wow, that's amazing. And that nurturing and form that connection with people, it crosses over into the same thing with getting the word out there about your product to potential clients and customers. You have to nurture them as well. So I think that's a a key word in business as entrepreneurs. We definitely have to nurture relationships consistently is another word too. (laughs) It doesn't stop. It's It's not just a one and done. Well, Kavita, thank you so much for sharing your unique experiences and insight with us in the fields of wellness and entrepreneurship, educating us a little bit about Ayurveda and the benefits of yoga. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for it. It was so great to speak with you. That's all I have for you today, friends. If any part of this conversation about self-care interested or resonated with you, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Your five-star review and comments can guide others on a similar journey. Subscribe, rate, and download this episode to ensure you're always in the loop. Coming up next week on the show, we'll unravel the mystery of fatigue and brain fog. Symptoms all too familiar to many pharmacists and healthcare professionals, right? We'll dive into how functional medicine and genomics can help you reclaim vitality and clarity so you can continue changing lives without compromising your own wellness. Talk to you next Friday. Until then, always remember, in your journey as a healthcare professional, always raise the scripts on health because together we can bring healthcare to higher levels.